0: Welcome to the Minimum Viable Podcast, a project of the Defense Entrepreneurs Forum. Our mission is to inspire, connect, and empower people in order to promote a culture of innovation in the U.S. national security community. You can learn more about DEF and get involved at def.org. That's DEF.org. We look forward to your ideas and are excited to connect you with other doers, working on hard problems. All right,
1: welcome to, I checked the date quickly, the 22nd of July. I know it's a Wednesday, I know that much. It's the 22nd of July, it is time for our weekly roundup. I'm your host, Mike Madrid.
2: And I'm Mike Bacota. Once again, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in to our fourth. And uh, I think let's go ahead and kick this thing off.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's our our fourth iteration. We are improving a little bit every time. We're trying to improve that audio quality. We're playing with the format. We're taking people's suggestions. So uh, as always, feel free to hit us up and let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about each week. Um, But in our newfound tradition, I want to welcome our new members to the community. Uh, And so those members include this past week, Sean Moore, Amy Sanchez, Lane Cameron, Aidan Berkey, George Katsanos, Jeffrey Osborne, Chris Whitaker, Gabby Sanders, Wes Blackwell, Nick Louie, Denver Barrows, Tracy Hancock, Richard Cook, Joe Oletti, Chase Roth, Dustin Drillard, Alicia Temples, Mark Sachs, Art Larson, Michael Dankinich, Tim Bergen, Karen Turner, Carrie Drape, Carl Fisher, Eric Ocasio, Josh Beard, Kellen Axton, Nicholas Ryan, George Negron, Jacqueline Rodriguez, Clea Halliday, Sarah Mills, John Stressing, Brad Rainey, Ashwin Amardeep, Chris Reed. I'm sure I butchered some of those. So as always, I ask for your forgiveness, um, but I wanted to extend a warm welcome to those people who joined in the last week. And maybe if you're listening, you recognize some of those names. uh, You can reach out to your friends and your acquaintances. It's great to have so many people getting involved, sharing their stories, sharing their perspectives. uh, And we love to hear from each of them. And uh, as also is keeping with our weekly tradition, I want to spotlight a volunteer um, and take a minute to thank somebody for their work. And today's volunteer in the spotlight is Pat Schlecker, who's on our engagement team. So Pat is originally from Wilmington, Delaware. He currently lives here in DC. He's worked at the Army War College and the Center for Climate and Security. And for the last several years, he's been working at Marcon Solutions. Uh, he's been volunteering with DEF since the start of this year, the beginning of 2020, uh, on the engagement team. The engagement team, which is led by another one of our volunteers, Rob Zuper, is responsible for creating new partnerships with other organizations uh, and facilitating different types of relationships where we can exchange value and bring opportunities and resources to the deaf community. Pat's been forging a number of new partnerships uh, between deaf and other organizations. Most recently, we were excited to announce one with Rebellion Defense. Uh, Many of you are familiar with uh, Rebellion, the tech startup in the national security space. Uh, We share a lot of overlap in communities and culture. Uh, with Rebellion and also very much overlap in the realm of Star Wars references. So we're excited to have their support on things uh, such as the X-Work project, which we'll talk about later in the show. So thank you, Pat. Uh, we appreciate everything you're doing as a volunteer. Uh, and for those listening, if, if you want to join, we are always recruiting for passionate people. You can uh, join us as a volunteer at death.org slash join. Over to you, Mike, for our next segment, the news around death.
2: Well, good. You know, first, I wanted to, to ask you a question uh, in, in about those Star Wars references. It seems like in other communities it's become very popular. And in some instances in the DOD, people have started to get in trouble. Do you foresee any future issues uh, doing that? Which I hope the answer is no, because I love Star Wars.
1: Oh, I, I don't know if I'm familiar with any cases in which people have been getting in trouble just as yet. Uh, I do know, as we all know, that if you name it after Star Wars, it's gonna be successful and get funded. Just kidding. But uh, I, I think it's a, a fun way to inspire people and to, to rally people around, you know, a new idea. And uh, I, we're certainly free to name things whatever we want in the deaf community. So we will continue that proud tradition.
2: Well, good. Yeah, I think my reference was uh, something I saw on LinkedIn with uh, AfWorks, I believe. Um, so we will see. Um, so now to go back on segment, news from around deaf. Um, these are all compiled events and notes within of our deaf Slack. So please, if anybody ever has anything that they want to be featured or anything to bring attention to, uh, go ahead and uh, make a comment to Mike or myself or throw it for now inside of the feedback channel. Uh, we might see a new channel spin up soon just for this venture, so stay tuned for that. Um, but out in the world of deaf in Washington, we, there's a tech call for U.S. SoCom through Softworks looks really, really cool. If anybody's looking at getting involved, um, that's a good place to be. In um, my favorite channel, 3D Printing and a.m. had uh, KFC is going to start bioprinting chicken nuggets. So we'll see how that impacts all of us soon. Um, out in uh, building and reusing open source software, um, mental note, actually didn't capture that channel, bad mic. But um, yeah, that's an interesting thing that uh, working in the DoD community, I, I hear a lot of input currently. Is Everybody's asking, can I use this tool? Can I use this tool? So having a link uh, inside of that space to, to pursue that is wonderful. Um, quick quick challenge to everybody to find out what channel that was in. Uh, out in Culture and Change, uh, there's a th- thread from Jordan Fetter um, that broke transparency of DoD orgs and the possibility of maybe the cultures aren't ready for that kind of uh, open source tool. So that was another conversation on that topic that's well worth looking into. Uh, out in the Space Force, we had a couple of good updates. The future Space Force officers are exploring how the military might interact with NASA on the moon in a couple different ways. And then AFRL Space Accelerator Program is now changed to the Space Force Accelerator. So if you had any uh, interactions with AFRL and that accelerator in the past, looks like it's under a new, under a new uh, group. Out in startups or inventors, the uh, Capital Network is currently offering a fellowship for female founders. So this is great for anybody looking to start a business. They deal with uh, angel investors and networking. So a wonderful uh, organization that looks like it's out and based in Boston. Out in random, uh, which is always a wild channel, <laughs> uh, it looks like UC Berkeley is going to lead Uh, a quantum computing center. So that could be interesting. Um, So in events, it looks like the Global Health Policy Center is going to be hosting an online event on Friday, July 24th. Uh, So that's going to be a conversation with the Director of the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases. And Mike, I will give you three guesses. The first two don't count on the topic.
1: Mm, i'm gonna go with coronavirus
2: corona for the win yeah so if anybody's interested in that um that's also sh- we'll probably link that up to our corona channel but um yeah with everything going on in the world that's a great opportunity to get some news directly from the source um, out in events it looks like TEDxDAU is back for its second year uh mike i saw you make some Pretty substantial comments on that. Looks like you're well interested in it. Uh, a little bit more about why, why you like that so much?
1: Yeah, I was lucky to attend the first TEDxEAU last year and uh, it was a great time. I met a lot of uh, people who also showed up at DEF 2019 a few months later. Um, there were, I met Adam Furtado for the first time there and Ben McMartin and Ian Eichen and Josh Smith. Um, those were all speakers last year, and uh, each of them delivered fantastic talks. Um, like I said, met uh, some very many cool people, and there's just a lot of synergy between um, that crowd and between a lot of people in the deaf community. Um, Jen Savata was a the speaker there last year, and she's a deaf board member and the leader of the DC Agora. Um, so there's just great, a lot of great synergy. Um, I'm looking forward to this year and meeting new people, even if it's virtual, um, and to hearing some really interesting ideas.
2: Well, great. So, uh, it looks like anybody who's interested in that, um, I did look into the registry earlier, you got to have a .mil address. So, uh, maybe I'll update you guys next week on if you have a .mil address and it happens to end in .ctr, what that means for that event. So, we'll find out. Um, Then, second to last, out in events tomorrow, this is a last-minute submission, uh, but it looks like Starburst Aerospace will be hosting a roundtable to discuss Allied Defense innovation, how startups can get involved. It looks really, really cool. Um, so take a look at that. It looks like the one of the guest speakers is going to be the uh, vice commander of the Air Force, I believe. so if anyone has the time. And lastly, in general, directly following this broadcast, we have a we're going to share a link and it's to our happy half hour. So uh, you can interact live with us and give us a nice opportunity all around Deaf to interact, have a drink, and get to know one another in this virtual environment transitioning right that every week. Uh, I really like to highlight a channel of the week. Um, you know, I've been a deaf member for some time now, but I, I I didn't know what I didn't know for the longest time. And as we develop this podcast, I'm, I'm seeing there's so many channels out there and areas of interest for me that I never followed. So it's always great. And this week, uh, I was going to talk about X work. However, I uh, found out that you are going to be talking about that as well. So can, Mike, can you tell us a little more about Just what what are these X channels? There's a lot of them. They're at the end of the list. What's going on? What's an X?
1: Yeah, so what you're referring to is is how we have all of our Slack channels named, and and most of them are topical in nature, like many that you uh, discussed earlier on the podcast. Uh, We start channel names with an X when we're doing something experimental. Um, So we may spin a channel up to uh, talk about a new idea, to, to... Discuss a new project or something of a very limited duration, uh, and sometimes those grow into their own their own permanent channels, uh, or many times they're spun down at the end of that project or the end of that work. Um, so we just use that to as a little bit of common nomenclature to uh, cue each other in that this is you know something experimental. And so the one you had brought up X work, I, I did want to highlight that today um, because that thread you mentioned earlier in culture change. That really made me think of it. You know, Jordan started that thread and, and within a day there were you know, 20 plus responses, all the different people chiming in and sharing their experience. Um, and that's exactly how the XWork project started. Um, so uh, in the in the early weeks of of COVID, and I don't I don't need to say this because everybody, everybody already knows, right? Work changed dramatically, the future of work changed dramatically. Um, workforces were going disparate, they were working from home, teleworking, lots of adjustments. And we were having lots of really interesting discussions organically um, in the deaf community and slack and in other places where people were You know, sharing their observations about the tools about the culture um, and the barriers that people were encountering and, you know, hopefully overcoming and in some cases being frustrated by And we really started to to see, you know, three specific hurdles uh, that people the workforce were facing and that was around capabilities. How do we get the tools for distributed work. Um, and then uh, competency on those tools. How do we use the new tools if it's something we're unfamiliar with? Um, and then of course, and the biggest hurdle being culture, how do the way we work as a team change and how do we use a collaborative tool uh, collaboratively as it was designed for? And uh, in depth, we have a, a bias for action. We, we love to discuss, we love to write, and we love to think, but we love to turn those into, into tangible delivery and a tangible action. And so we got a group together, we called, at XWork, that was a working title, it was experimental, um, but we quickly uh, got a lot of momentum with a lot of people who are interested in this in this problem space and contributing their perspectives, their lessons learned into something tangible that we can give to the national security community, to the workforce, uh, something tangible we can deliver later this year that may help people with those three hurdles. And we actually built a coalition, so it's not just Steph working on this project, uh, we built a coalition of, of like-minded organizations that include gov city uh, that include rebellion defense who i talked about earlier as well as the boone group the federal innovation network jmu x labs and the intelligence community and so all of these organizations have come together we're we're putting our heads together our community of, of people and perspectives uh, we had a, a an initial scoping session that was wildly productive we did it of course virtually we've been using slack we've been using virtual white, whiteboards like mural and, and muro uh, and we had uh, facilitators lead that session. We came up with many, many, many good ideas and and, uh, themes with which to take the project. We're getting ready to have the next session for XWork potentially on August 4th, so you can look for us to be dropping that uh, registration information soon. Rebellion Defense, as a coalition member, will host that next workshop. Uh, We'll really get after, I think, the format of the deliverables, um, who who exactly our audience is, and how we are going to try and help address these problems and continue to just bring a lot of different perspectives to the problem. Um, so that's X work. Again, that's that's actually meant to be a working title. We may rename it, but uh, I love that you brought up the the nomenclature of, of X channels and uh, it's a, an opportunity to highlight the experimental nature of a lot of the things we do, um, which I think is core to the, the entrepreneur core. Um, I think I'll, I'll go into our next segment, Mike, uh, about events upcoming and, and recent around death. Uh, we had Uh, An awesome event last week with Trent Hone, who's the author of Learning War, and that was hosted by our Omaha Agora. Uh, It was a virtual drink and think, and he uh, discussed lots of things from his book and otherwise, uh, and it was actually really intimate. Uh, We we got to ask him our questions uh, and engage in two-way discussion, everything from fire control to psychological safety, from cloud computing to Japanese World War II torpedoes. Uh, Very special, and we will be making the recording available uh, soon. So if you missed it, you can go back and listen to that past event. Uh, Upcoming this week, we have a a virtual social hour for the New York City Agora on Thursday night. Dan Downs reached out and has been planning that um, to get people in the New York City Agora together to reconnect, uh, even even if virtually. Uh, And next week, we have two major events that I want to plug. So the first, and I'll footstomp this repeatedly, is the Factuality Workshop. Uh, this is an experience that we've hired for the deaf community. It's free for, free for our members, free to register, but uh, we've we paid to bring this experience because we think it's really valuable. It's a 90-minute crash course on systemic and structural inequality in America. It's hands-on, it's interactive, and it's facilitated um, as a workshop. It's scheduled for July 28th. There's a limited number of seats, um, but we've done multiple demos, actually, of the course, uh, and it's been, it's been really powerful. I think it um, drives people to new perspectives. And it also has that bias for action we were just talking about earlier in the show. So register for that. Again, that's July 28th uh, in the evening at 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour and a half. It's gonna be a really great opportunity. I'm excited to bring that um, to deaf. And then just a few days later, we have another huge opportunity. One of our members and volunteers, his name's Jed Weiner. He's been putting together a series of workshops for the deaf community. He's calling it the Cornerstone Series, and it will cover topics near and dear to entrepreneurs and emerging companies because he has a lot of experience there, and we know that many in our community would benefit from those types of lessons. He envisions the series as a real tactical boot camp. Specifically, he says not high level, but rather much more practical, which I think is really cool. Uh, and that first workshop of the series will be on July 30th, on Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and Jed has arranged for John Deschner, the Managing Director at Condé uh, to join us. He'll discuss digital marketing, the modern communications landscape, uh, how digital comms can set you apart and captivate your audience. Uh, it sounds like a really cool opportunity. I'm looking forward to being there. Um, and we hope that this workshop provides a tangible value to the members of our community uh, and that they can put th- those types of skills to work in furthering culture change and innovation. Um, so we just pushed that out uh, over Slack and over our social media channels. Um, you can find the registration links there uh, and in the show notes for this episode as well. So that's a quick wrap up of what we've got uh, going on and upcoming excited. It's very busy as always. The team is working hard. And uh, next I'd like to move to our guest speaker segment where we bring somebody new onto the show every week. So I'll hand it over to you, Mike, to introduce our guest.
2: All right. So really happy uh, to introduce Luke Chabro. We're going to have a discussion on uh, just being an Agora lead, and um, more to follow. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Luke. Luke, thanks for, thanks for coming, man.
3: Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I, uh, I definitely, yeah, I forgot I had Gladiator in the background from uh, my and morning in. meeting. <laughs> uh, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I definitely appreciate the desperate invite you gave me. And I definitely in no way requested a bunch of times to come on the podcast.
2: <laughs> okay. <So> good. <laughs> We're we're desperately glad to have you. Um, <laughs> and your, your secondary guest appearance in the back that I was not I was not expecting. Uh, I love I love it. Uh, so let's get, let's kick off a little bit about you. How long have you been with Deaf?
3: So I've been with Deaf almost two years now. And um, a couple of years back, I had um, Jeremy McCoy and Heather Price had actually reached out to me and said, you know, there's this great group. You should get involved. And I was like, yeah yeah busy. And, and uh, but it sounded great. And so I was like, I want to do this. And um, in the Hampton Roads Agora, uh, there was these events that kept taking place and I wanted to get out there, um, but it just didn't work out. I was on work travel or things like that every time. Um, And then finally, I got to an event um, out in Virginia Beach and uh, it happened to be ungodly hot out there. Um, but John McCaskill, who was actually my, um, predecessor in this role, uh, John was leading a really great event. We were kind of mapping out the ecosystem of innovation within Hampton Roads. Um, and I just fell in love from there. It was, it was a a group that I could really get behind. Um, and John Hawley and other great people were out there and it it really, um, kind of spoke to me at that event. And I decided I, I really need to be a part of this.
2: I just realized mid-conversation that that's the second week in a row that Jer has uh, introduced a guest <laughs> speaker. So uh, kudos, welcome, Jer. We'll we'll promote you to uh, to uh, a new role as being our uh, awesome person finder for deaf. You're and, doing real and well. well,
3: and we're, we'll double your pay too.
2: Yeah, if not <laughs> triple. Get on that mic. <laughs> So so you mentioned your role. Um, I know we talked about earlier you being an Agora lead. Um, how long have you been a lead? And what exactly is an Agora lead?
3: Yeah, being an Agora lead is is really interesting because it's so different than kind of being a coordinator or director in, in some of these other facets because it's not, um, deaf is not, you know, this hierarchy um, in terms of the way we operate. You all know it, um, Being being in that, um, executive team doesn't necessarily mean I mean we, we all talk and work together the same um, and and so you kind of have to leverage the people in your network and in your in your Agora um, to kind of put things together and what I really want to do is within the Agora kind of add value in a number of ways it's kind of a you got to walk a line between I like to add value locally um, in the in the region and how we can get people um, some benefits it's to death and how we can connect uh, business to happen, and we've done that. Um, Bob McKenna, who's who's on the Peninsula Chamber of Commerce, we've worked on you know getting those local businesses um, together with the with the defense enterprise. So that's part of it. But then also, I want to have things that are relevant um, nationally as well, so it can go out past that. And that's where we had um, uh, two of our fantastic members, um, Commander Bobby Hanvey uh, came on and uh, Andrea Murray, um, and they were phenomenal. And so they came on, we did our first virtual event at that time um, where we had them talk about what sibbers are like um, and how to how to get into that process. And that really applied not to just people locally, um, but all over the country. And so that was, that was a phenomenal event. So being an gore lead um, is kind of like tying a bunch of lifeboats together all the time, uh, but uh, but but people that know how to swim. So it, it works out. Um, it's it's such a fun job in that. You get to meet and engage with so many people um, that you normally might not get to. And so you um, have to be on top of it in terms of getting the engagement going. Um, but in some cases, uh, you have people in your network and people in the, in the Def Agora uh, locally that really just get it started. And they, they have a really strong desire to help people out and try and connect and be that connective tissue in the defense space.
2: That's awesome, man. Um, So let's talk a little bit about your Agora. What's going on lately? What have you guys been doing?
3: Yeah. So we had, like I said, um, with everything COVID-19 related, I I forgot to mention before, I did take over um, about it was back in December. So that was when I initially took over um as as John was retiring from the Navy. Um and I, I took over that position and and then kind of got thrown into um this situation with COVID. So, you know, we initially planned we had a December event. We had an event in February that was really great um in person. And then as I was planning for our next event, um, what was going to be this this tie-in with Naval X um, we kind of had everything pushed back because of COVID, and so looking at that, I said, "What can we do um, in order to, you know, still engage?" And that's where I said, "You know, we had we had Andrea and and uh, Bobby Hamby come on, and now what we're trying to do. So we actually have an event coming up next month. We're going to be uh, on August thirteenth at five p.m. Eastern. What we're going to be doing is a link and learn, and this is something that." Um, I like to believe started a lot in uh, Hampton Roads is that uh, not just the thinking drinks, we love those, uh, but the Lincoln learn this idea of bringing people together to network um, to kind of learn a a certain program or about uh, certain skills. And so we're gonna be focused on career. So we have um, three members coming in for kind of panel, uh, Marlo Calloway, Sultan Camp, and in a bit of um, nepotism, my dad, Randy Shabro. Uh, who did uh, career counseling in the Navy and has done done human resources for decades now. Um, so I wanted to bring in people who are very familiar with recruiting, um, hiring, and, and applying, in defense related companies so you know with being in hampton roads we have a ton down here um you know we're not obviously dc but we have huntington, uh excuse me huntington Ingalls. um we have bae and, and just so many contractors down here and what we wanted to do was really bring something to our agora where people could say how do I get into these companies because there's so much of it down here what is the best way to apply what is the best way to tailor your resume what's the best way to to present yourself in an interview. Is this different than just a regular business company? Um, So we wanted to bring that value. So I put together kind of this virtual panel uh, and we're gonna have folks come on and be able to ask questions. And I also just wanted to be able to kind of bring about how how is, COVID-19 changing the landscape of that? Um, are you seeing shifts in recruiting or or how people are interacting? So um, that's really what we have going on right now is we just want to keep bringing people together because it might be a while before we get to have that in-person conference. We know with with DEF 2020 going virtual, um, Mad Scientist, my, my other, my day job, everything going virtual. We know it's going to continue like that, um, but we were so pleased with how many people logged on and interacted with the last event that we want to keep that going.
2: So, you know, all of this seems, it's, it's huge. It's, it seems like a lot, but this is something you do um, after hours. What, what do you do during hours? What's, what's your day job?
3: So I have the
2: funnest sounding day
3: job in the world uh, as deputy director for the Army Mad Scientists Initiative. Um, so the Army Mad Scientist Initiative, um, what it was originally was this idea that the Army had to talk to people outside of the Army. Uh, we have a lot of expertise. We have all sorts of intellect. Um, but at a certain point, there's an experiential bias that happens and we have to get outside of that. And it initially kind of started reaching out uh, with places like NASA Langley Research Center and throughout the intelligence community. Um, but now we actually engage outside, far outside of that, into all sorts of government, including, like I said, the IC, um, but also DHS, FBI, Department of State. Um, and then we work with academia. So we always partner with academic institutions. Um, we actually have just been running this virtual campaign uh, that we are um, working with Georgetown University's Center for Security Studies, um, where we looked at weaponized information. Um, so, and also working with tech and industry. So the firms, um, big firms like NVIDIA and IBM and Google, but also some of the smaller startups as well. You know, so when you talk about rebellion defense i'm like all right we need to make sure that we have them on um in this time period because those folks are at the bleeding edge of the technology too and so what what army mad side does is try to look out and envision the future operational environment so that we can build an army that actually matches up in that that can actually compete and win in that environment so uh, that's what i do for my day job so it was uh it was a happy marriage after after seeing what DEF was all about
2: yeah, so can you talk more about, about that marriage? Where where do you see these intersecting or overlapping? Where, where, do, they, where do they compare, conflict? How, how is that going to work um, in the future of, of mad scientists and deaf?
3: Yeah, so it's funny enough, um, for mad scientists, what we always like to do is um, when we had in-person conferences, what we did was a no-host social um after the fact so there's no social people come out but those are some of the best conversations um that we've had and we've had august cole um and people like that come to these conferences and then the socials afterwards and we thought you know this is really interesting a great way um, to have some drinks and talk about these interesting ideas with trends and and emerging technologies and things like that. So then um, based on what I had been doing with uh, death and, you know, really talking to uh, John McCaskill, we decided back in um, December, we had what was called our first brains and Brews event. Um, And so what we did was we came together Um, We invited everybody from DEF, everybody from the Mad Scientist Network who was local um, out to O'Connor's Brewing. We went out there, got the mezzanine upstairs, and then we busted out the whiteboards. And we looked at three questions that really made us think about um, what the future looked like. And so that was was just a really great experience because people in DEF are usually almost always, well, they are. If they're in deaf, they want to help out. They wanna help out the, the DOD. They wanna be a part of it. Um, and that's what we need for mad scientists, more crowdsourcing and things like that. Um, and deaf is actually kind of my scout for mad scientists sometimes. Um, just in working through deaf, I see so many companies and so many individuals working in these incredibly creative and interesting spaces and then say, that's who we need to get. That's who we need to get on top of and make sure that we get them into our network um, and as part of our program. So death um, and mad sci is just like I said, this natural marriage that has just been extremely beneficial. And then I get to cherry pick as the death uh, Hampton Roads and Gore lead. And I can look at people uh, from my mad scientist network and bring them on over to the dark side. Or I guess we're, we're the good side, right?
2: <laughs> the good side. Well, good. <laughs> we're hitting... We're hitting time, but I have to ask you one last question just to wrap it up with a personal note. If you were Elon Musk for a day, what animal would you want to spend 24 hours with in space and why?
3: Probably a river otter, just because I've always been a big fan of otters. Um, And they're somewhat nimble. So if I need them, you know, to help me out with things, I think that would be a lot of fun. So yeah, river otter
2: nice i mean you know floating in space swimming in the water maybe they have some similarities maybe it wouldn't be so bad
3: (laughs) too bad of a transition
2: yeah wouldn't panic as much as a chimp but uh (laughs) but great i think that wraps it up for us uh thanks luke for coming this was a wonderful interview best of luck with mad scientist that sounds fantastic um i can't wait to see what other events you put on Uh,
3: i really appreciate you guys having me on thanks so much mike yeah (laughs)
1: yeah and Luke, not, not only thanks for coming on the show today, but thanks for being an Agora lead. Uh, we know that you know a lot of the, the magic of the deaf community happens at the, at the local level, at that grassroots level. Uh, and that can't happen across the country like it does without you know, people like you volunteering your, your precious time and, and energy and, and networks to organize on the ground. So thank you for that. And uh, I want to thank all of our Agora leads. That actually made me remember one thing I missed earlier in the show, uh, and that was to highlight another event happening next week. Uh, and it just got planned, which is why I missed it. But that's happening up in the PAC Northwest, which is my my home stopping ground, as it were. Uh, that's uh, on July 29th. Uh, it's in partnership with uh, Dan Manning's uh, Human Intelligence, who DEF has a formal partnership with. And the, uh, the title of the workshop is Adversarial Creativity. And I just think that sounds really interesting. I have no idea uh what that means yet but i'm really looking forward to finding out so that's on july 29th i just wanted to make one more quick plug uh, and we'll include the registration in our show notes Um, thank you mike thank you luke it's been a good show we hope that this continues to be a useful wrap-up of things happening around this this really big vibrant community Uh, and we hope that you have a great week and that we can uh, talk to you uh, a week from now next wednesday
0: Thanks for taking the time to listen. We love ideas and feedback, so feel free to send your thoughts to hello at def.org. For more great content and to stay in the loop about community events and activities, follow us on social media and subscribe to our monthly newsletter. Everyone plays a part in building the innovative national security culture we wanna to see. To find where you fit, just go to def.org join. That's def.org slash join.